This is Luton Digital, the fantasy football podcast. Here are your hosts, Samo and Steve. Welcome back, everybody, to episode 32 of the Luton Digital Fantasy Football Podcast. Once again, I am joined by my co-host, Steve. And in today's pod, we will be doing some interviews with James Clark and Ian Reese alongside the usual stuff. Yes, it's going to be an exciting episode, Sam, and it's lovely to be back with you here in the studio, here in the heart of London Luton. Let's get on with the show. Emails and tweets. We have not an email but a tweet this week and it is from Ian Reese who asks on Twitter Question for Sam, I've made transfers that have cost me 12 points so far including transferring a player in then out in, in the same game week Am I making rookie errors? Let me answer this um, Ian, you are indeed making rookie errors If you're making 4 transfers in 1 game week you should pro- probably be better off wildcarding because if you want to change your team up that much I don't think you, I don't think you need to make I don't, I don't think you should use the free transfers instead just wildcard and you, as for as for um, transferring the same player in and out in the same game week, well, that's just comical. Reflections. Reflections for this game week, the usual stats at the start. The average was 41 points, a lot lower from last game week. It was relatively low scoring as well in general, and the highest scoring player, well, not surprisingly, is... Timu Puki for from um, Norwich who got a hat trick after scoring against Liverpool last game week. He scored three against Newcastle, and loads of man- loads of managers are knee jerking him in as it stands. And second highest player was Lundstram, fourteen points, who scored the only goal in the um, Sheffield win against Palace. And I unfortunately had him on the bench, as did many managers. And then Mane in third place with 13 points. And as for the results, well, you probably know most of them, but as for the summary, Pookie got the hat-trick. And the Liverpool defence, once again, did not keep a clean sheet due to a Adrian error, where he failed to clear the ball in time. And also, Martial, now playing... Up front, it seems, scored again for the second game running and at 7.5. He looks to be a very interesting option indeed. Manager of the Week. Let's have a look at uh, Manager of the Week then for game week two. And great performance from uh, Thomas Winehouse and uh, Neil Doughty to take off fifth and fourth place, respectively. A player who struggled all the last season but has started this season with a bang. Um, what a great effort from Mr Graham Matthews 59 points, Captain Sterling Thomas Durrani, the transfer king Who uh, we salute with a amazing 62 points Which has shot him up 10 places, Sam, in the league table But there's no denying who the standout player this season so far It's Mr Ian Reese, 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 Who is, for game week 2, having narrowly missed out in game week 1 the manager of the week, 67 points. You captained Sterling. Sam, I believe you've got his team there, have you? 
I do indeed, and he... 71 points, I should say, because he did pay for a transfer, so 67 netto. Sam, talk us through Ian Reese's team. He had Dina, who got 11 points, who came off came off slightly injured, but I think he'll be fine for the next game, but he got, before he came off, he got the goal and assist as well as two bonus, and he had Pickford in goal as well, and in, in the um, midfield, he got most of his points, three players with double-digit hauls, Mane, De Bruyne, and Sterling technically didn't get double-digit digits, but because he captained him, he ended up on 12. We also had Martial, who scored and Barnes, who looks to be an interesting option, having scored in both Burnley's games so far. Well, Sam, uh, I'm delighted to say that earlier this week, uh, in a physio office somewhere in the outskirts of Milton Keynes, we caught up with Ian Rees, and we started by asking Ian if he was surprised to be leading the competition, given he was relatively new to it. No, I'm not surprised to be at the top at all. I mean, given that you invited me to join the league, I thought that might be representative of the standard. And in fact, I, I, it, I thought it was a junior league where I'm doing some training before joining a proper league. So, no, I'd, I'd be disappointed. And actually, I'm disappointed I'm not further ahead. So, Ian, you've picked some great players. How did you select that team? Well, because it was the first time I did it, my, um, I asked my daughter for some help. She rang a friend of hers who gave me lots of advice, so I've entered their league as well. But I listened to his advice and then ignored most of it, and I'm top of that league as well, and my daughter's second, which is quite funny. <laughs> so. so, Ian, obviously one of the pitfalls of leading such a prestigious championship so early is it brings pressure, the pressure of leadership. How do you think you're going to cope with being this season's front-runner? I would like to say it's not going to dominate my life, but I'm competitive. So as soon as I know I've got a chance of being near the top, I'll be spending more and more hours and I'm, I'm already regretting joining because I know that'll be the case. <laughs> Ian, how do you intend to use your three bonus chips? The three bonus chips? I don't, I, don't, I don't know any bonus. Oh, my daughter's played some. My daughter played one, uh, triple the points or double the points for the captain or something. She played all hers because she's gone to Uganda. She played it in the first week. So there's one about doubling the points if you captain. That's all I know. <laughs> league table. So a quick look now at the league table, which Sam was not too keen to take part in because he says two weeks in, bit like the real league, is there any point at looking at the league table at this early stage? So we'll do this very, very swiftly. Uh, there's a whole group of teams who are basically between 1, 2, 7, 1, 3, 9. It could, could make top three. Sam, you yourself are in third place with 1, 3, 9. Graham Matthews, uh, this is the most improved player this season. I don't know what has happened to him over the summer. But uh, he's, a, he's a manager transformed and we'll be talking in a future week and hopefully getting him on the line to ask, is Graham Matthews a genuine contender? One four six. But at the top of the leaderboard uh, is the um, much mentioned and probably mentioned too often already in this pod. So it will be the last mention in tonight's pod of Mr Ian Reese Reese Reese, who leads the way with a 16 point lead on one six two. Mistake of the week. We have a new section for this season, which is called Mistake of the Week. And 
the um the very first person to be featured in Mistake of the Week. Congratulations to Mr. Sam Owen, last year's joint champion. Joint champion, and he has his mistake is he adds twenty five points. Well, it's technically twenty two if you don't count Pope, but well, he had twenty two points on the bench. Six from Lucas Moore, and this has got to hurt, although I did make the same mistake. 14 from Lundstram, and just the two for, for, from Dendonka, which adds up to 22. What baffles me about that, Sam, is why he's got a player of more uh, price and quality on the bench. Uh, it's just an extraordinary lapse of judgment, and... Uh, baffling. Uh, hopefully, a sign of things to come because um, with that sort of performance and selection, um, maybe this year's title won't be as tough as I thought it might be to retain. You're listening to Luton Digital. Get in touch via lutondigital.com. And one person who has managed to get in touch with us, and we're delighted to say, joins us live on the line now from Australia our furthest ever distance from anybody who's ever joined this pod live is Mr James Clark, the subject of last week's surgery. Uh, Good evening, or should I say, uh, good morning, Jim. Oh, hey, g'day, Steve. How are you going? So I think the first key question, uh, James, uh, you've flown all the way to Australia to make sure that uh, England managed to regain the ashes uh, here in England. Um, how are you going to cope with watching the Premier League uh, upside down? Because, of course, you are down under. That's a great question, Steve. You know, I think it's going to pose some, some big difficulties for me, to be completely honest. Um, watching upside down and, and early in the morning, I think it might impact the selections I make and uh, I might have to write this week off. My question is about Mason Mount. He scored against Leicester in the 1-1 draw and he has a relatively cheap price. Is he worth considering? That is a good question, Sam. I think Mason Mount, 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 he's he's done pretty well. We started three of the last games and he's obviously trusted by Frank. Uh, I think he might burn out soon, though. You know, he's he's got difficult challenges with him. Does he start Barkley? Is he going to play Pulisic? I think we'll have to see. And so, James, uh, final question uh, before we let you enjoy your holiday. Uh, the one name that everyone here is talking about, apart from, of course, uh, Joffre Archer, is Mr Ian Reese Reese Reese. He's made a magnificent start to a season nobody expected him to be leading at this early stage but in your opinion you know the man well can Ian last the pace I'm not sure whether he's got the minerals to be completely honest uh, he keeps giving it the big end saying he doesn't know what he's doing but we all know that he's got age on his side he's got a mature head the hair obviously doesn't suggest he has but I think it'd be a tough one I think he might slip away soon Talking points. Yes, time for some talking points. And one thing which we have seen a lot, I've seen lots of people online do this, is the early wildcard. And someone in this room as well is already wildcarding, and it's game week two and three. Game week three, and we have to um, 
We have, we have to question whether is is this a good choice to wildcard this early? One question, Sam. Which game week did I wildcard in last season? Game week four, I believe. Game week three. Game week three. That's why I've done it again this season. I Stick th- with what you know. I'm not sure if it was a success last season. Simple thing, Sam. If you've got four or five players who need to be moved on and there are value players, which there are, Pookie being one, uh, the Lundstrom guy at four million was another. You have to bring them in now. You don't want to be spending points on transfers this early, and this is the same system I've used in in many previous seasons. It's worked for me. Do not be afraid of the early world card. If you are not confident in your enough enough in your team to last um, f- two game weeks, then. I think you have to be questioning your team building skills at the start of the season to wildcard three game weeks in. And another thing, only two game weeks have passed. I don't think that's enough time to um be able to judge what players are unless are like what I don't think that's enough like data there is to judge what players you need to get in for a wild card. Well, I don't think you're right, Sam, because we already know that the two Liverpool defence, which a lot of people employed last season, this year isn't going to work. Liverpool are conceding chance after chance, game after game. There's not going to be many clean sheets from Liverpool this season, which means are Robertson, Van Dijk, and the other fellow going to get? Are going? To, are they all going to get two hundred points this season? I don't think they are. And at seven million each. They were way too expensive for my team, so that's one very good reason why you need to work on. Against Southampton, it would have been a clean sheet had um, Adrian not made that error, which the Liverpool defence were not involved in. Let me just say that. And the second talking point is, um, is Kevin De Bruyne now necessary? No, he's too expensive. Move on. Well, the thing is, he got he looks to be of the main men in City's attack this year. Well, it's true, but you can't have Salah, you can't have Sterling, and you can't have Kane, and you can't have premium defenders and De Bruyne. One of those is going to have to go. I mean, a lot of managers won't have Kane, but he, I, I'll tell you now, Sam, game week three, he's guaranteed 30 goals this season. He's a must-have. My issue with De Bruyne is he will will score a few goals, but he mainly gets assists. And for nine point five, you want probably more, a bit more than assists. But he does seem to be quite good value. I'd be interested if you could show me a team in our league. We could probably do the analysis on this bit of homework for you during these school holidays. Is whether there is anyone in the league who's got Sterling, Salah, and De Bruyne, and we can have a look at what the rest of their team looks like. And another talking point is, is Martial necessary as well? I think he is a must-have. I must admit, I had got rid of him ahead of the United game. Uh, who, who do they play against him? Remind me. They played Wolves. Wolves. I got rid of him ahead of that game because I'd wild-carded. And then when I saw again, he's playing number nine, centre-forward. And again, he plays 90 minutes. And again, he scored. And again, he seems re... 7.5 central striker for United playing in midfield. He's another must-have. And again, back to the previous point, if you've got De Bruyne, Salah, Sterling, Martial, well, hey, that's a great midfield, but you wouldn't have a lot of money for anyone else. But uh, a must-have for me. What would be nice is if he could somehow grab the penalties 
off Rashford because imagine Rashford misses the next one having taken over from Pogba then maybe it'll be Martial's turn I'm not sure if Rashford taking over from Pogba is confirmed yet that's confirmed I think so oh it's confirmed Ollie rang me any more talking points should we draw a line on it for this game week that concludes the talking points game week preview Yes, game week preview. First game Friday is newly promoted Aston Villa, who have had a rough start to the Premier League up against Everton. How do you see that one going? Um, a difficult one to call, but one of limited interest, although I've forgotten if my new team has got Dean in it or not. So maybe I have got some interest in it. I could see that being nil-nil. I haven't really seen too much of Aston Villa. I, well, I, I did see the Spurs game, and they were decent for like 30 minutes, and then Spurs dominated, but I think mean, that's kind of to be expected. And um, yes, I think that will be probably a close Everton win. Let's rattle through these, Sam, because uh, this pod is going to be a world record. Let's uh, just, uh, I'll read out the names, and you tell me the score. Norwich, Chelsea, Saturday lunchtime. 2 0. Chelsea. No, Norwich will score on that. Brighton, Southampton. Um, close Brighton win. Agreed. United, Palace. They'll be in my mystic predictions. Hmm. United, the other United, Sheffield, Leicester. I think there'll be a draw. Sheffield looked quite good against Palace. Strong defensively. I think you're right. Maybe a no-score draw. Watford, West Ham. Uh, West Ham are, once again, a very unpredictable team, so I'm just going to say Watford will win. Let's hope West Ham win there to complete what's been a successful start to the season for Watford. Liverpool, Arsenal? Um, I think I'm going to say 5-1 Liverpool with Xhaka sent off. Strong. It'll be closer. I'll go with Liverpool there. Bournemouth City? Um, probably another another big score for City, of course. Hopefully Sterling Hattrick. Spurs, Newcastle? Uh, another big score, 3-0. And Wolves-Burnley. I think this will end in a draw. Surprising. Big one, Matthew. Yeah, I think it's my turn, is it, for the big one, Matthew, this week, Sam. And well done for you, uh, because apparently you picked Pookie last week, who did indeed hat-trick. This week I'm going for Mr Harry Maguire, home to Palace. He will net, he will clean, he will grab 15 points. Harry the Cat's Mystic Prediction Your big one, Matthew, prediction contradicts my Harry the Cat Mystic Prediction, which is um, Palace to get something out of the game against United. United were all over Wolves first half, but they kind of struggled to break them down in the second half. Wolves were the... Wolves were back in the game. And Palace against Sheffield, they really didn't look that good, but... I have a feeling they're going to somehow come back stronger in that game and draw 1-1. My team, your team. Just the one change for me this game week. I do have two free transfers, but I'm only going to use one, which is um, a bit of... I'm not really really too sure about this move, but I've done it anyway. I'm getting rid of Delefeu for Barnes, who has scored in Burnley's... Last two games and Delefeu, I've read a few places that he could possibly be dropped, but 
let's wait and see when he starts next game and scores a hat-trick. But I've got Barnes in anyway. Well, uh, you mentioned earlier, Sam, uh, the wild card has been hit at uh, the buttocks. Buttocks have hit the wild card. And uh, this is how the new specials line up. It could be subject to some tinkering tomorrow. We've got Henderson joining in goal. Pope will be on the bench this week. We've got an all-new back four of back five in fact but four this week probably of Coleman from Everton Van Dyke replaces the two Liverpool fullbacks Maguire I think is a must have and Lundstrom the four million miracle man uh, he'll be joined by Hanley as the 15th man uh, the Norwich cheap man in midfield uh, Sterling and Salah remain as does Martial he's come back in as does Dendonka but they've been joined by the Norwich surprise package of Cantwell, who got two assists. That may well pay, not pay off, but Cantwell will remain on the bench for much of the season. And then up front, it's uh, Kane still, and Pookie obviously has joined. I'm, was, I'm still not totally decided between Jota and Barnes, but on form, uh, and Pookie... Think Sam, you know this. Is Barnes the penalty man for Burnley? I've I've seen this. I think it's it's mainly Chris Wood, but I think Barnes has taken a few penalties. So anyway, well Barnes is in at the moment with Dendonka making up the fifteen man. So that's the all new lineup. Interestingly, since I hit the wild card, the wild card, uh, my team value was ninety nine point nine. It's now gone up to a hundred point seven. So, let's hope it pays off. This week, Sterling is my golden gamble. I think he will hopefully score two goals and an assist against Bournemouth. I've got the golden gamble on Mr Harold Kane because uh, home to Newcastle, who don't look very good, I'm hoping he grabs five. The fourth official has indicated there will now be a minimum of three minutes time allowance. Three minutes time allowance. Sam, that's uh, episode 32 over. It's been a long show. I'm thinking we maybe we need to relocate to a more comfortable sofa next week because we've been a little bit cramped and your dad's getting old. But um, big thanks to James Clark joining us all the way from Australia and Mr Ian Reese. and hopefully we'll talk to some more guests in future weeks. Uh, any closing thoughts? Um, good luck um, all to all managers in the league except Ian Reese, Sam Owen and Danny Morgan. Bit harsh. Good night, everyone. Bye-bye. That was Luton Digital. Tune in again next game week. And good luck, managers. Hope you get a shed load of points. <laughs>